Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. All right, football fans, you know, all know the phrase Black Monday. It has officially begun. Good morning, everybody. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata back yeah. with us, everybody. Wow, applause even. We are uh, we are whole once again. It's been quite some time, but we are whole once again. Hi, Vinny. What's up, Bick? How's everybody been? We've been You'll good. You'll be proud yeah. of me. I listened to about eight seconds of this radio show. Yeah, yes. yeah more applause. And well, it was the last eight seconds of the week. I think. I don't think. The, I don't think the local team have, has won since you've been gone. Are Maybe you saying that I might be? Uh, I might be. Uh, you know, the reason for this. The valley needs you. Vince. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> I just said. To, I said the phrase to Bick off the air right before we went on the air. Yeah. Uh, as you were doing your update, and hey, the Coyotes lost too. We've got a team right now on a five-game losing streak, a team on a six-game losing streak, and a team well, that ended their season is, on a seven-game losing and, streak. And this is why this is why this day, exactly why this day is so important. Because if the Cardinals continue to regress and don't do anything bold today, there is going to be a very powerful feeling that we live in the sports town that progress forgot, mm. that nothing ever will change for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What That's, happened to Lit City? Well, listen, I, I was I was toying with bringing that up, that I'm really glad we never printed those T-shirts. Aww. Right? That would have yeah. been an awful and they would have been money. They'd be collector's items. They would have yeah. been. Yeah. been. It would have been Such easily editable. Time. Such a good idea. Thirteen months ago, the Cardinals were 10-2, and two, and the Suns were rolling. Thirteen months. And here we are. It's yeah. really only been 13 months. In the blink yeah. of an eye. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy stuff we're doing here. I'm so we glad We need owners who are up to the me. challenge. That's the bottom line. Mm. That's really the bottom line. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll not, get not, a not lot. Not to put too fine of a point <laughs> on it at 604-29. Well, well, I guess we summed it up. But that's that kind of what show? we have to do. We will get a lot into that. We will. So that's we 18 will. straight losses between the Coyotes, Coyotes Cardinals, and Suns. It took you that long to add that up, Jerry. I was. <laughs> Look, these are five plus six is eleven plus it's seven. Is it's 18. hard to count the toes with all the fur; they kind of get obscured. So you're like looking down there. You go into twelve, thirteen. They wait a minute, is that the one? Is that two? One? Way <laughs> do you count? Do you count the two as disgusting. one or to two that they're connected at the? You, this Hobbit freak you went to market. All right, all right. Vinny's back. That's cause for celebration. Start the show, Jarrett. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. Hey, 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Only asking because I genuinely don't know. Who does the splash when I'm not here? Do you do it, Vic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dan Bickley is the driver when you're not here. In fact, he even sat in your seat. I did. Yeah, I got very comfortable over there. Wow. Yeah, I was going to fight you for when you came back, and I thought, no, you know what? That would throw him off. You would have just been sitting there when he walked in the studio. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> well, things have changed yeah, since yeah, I've been right, gone, exactly. I see. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals started the game with fireworks, a 77-yard touchdown pass from David Blau to A.J. Green, but things fizzled out from there. 38-13 season-ending loss to the 49ers at Levi Stadium. Brock Purdy threw three touchdown passes. Elijah Mitchell ran for two scores for the 49ers, who won their 10th straight. The Cardinals dropped their final seven. They finished the season at a miserable 4-13. and They tied their franchise record for losses in a season, a mark set in 2000 and then repeated in 2018. It's the fourth, 14th time in 35 years since the Cardinals moved to Arizona that they finished in last place in their own division. Now the speculation heats up. A season this bad, especially on the heels of an 11-win playoff campaign a year ago, certainly opens the door for sweeping changes from the top down to be discussed, if not more, including general manager and head coach. And that will be a big focus of today's show. Oh, yeah. And that's everyone's going to be waiting all day long as to when is this going to drop? When will the news drop? When will the shoe drop? As of right now, as Sarah reported in the update, Adam Schefter claims there's going to be a meeting this afternoon. Uh-huh. This afternoon. Does that give you any pause? Of course it does. It gives me some pause. Why after- are we waiting? Noon. As of right now, Cliff Kingsbury is still scheduled to meet with the media at 2 o'clock. Jared isn't supposed to have three meals before this decision comes down. (laughs) But that's what's going to happen. They would have to schedule something at 9.30. (laughs) Four hand fruits. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reported yesterday before the Cardinals took the field that Michael Bidwill, quote, has been gathering information on candidates and figuring out how he would run the process if he makes a change. That doesn't sound all that promising. How would he run the process? It's something you've done before. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury just finished up his fourth season as the Cardinals head coach, a record of 28-37-1 with just one playoff appearance. GM Steve Kime has been away from the team since taking a medical leave of absence on December 14th. Yesterday's game also marked the end of J.J. Watt's stellar career in the NFL. Finished Sunday with two sacks, five total tackles. The three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year walks away after 12 years in the league in which he racked up 114 and a half sacks, which is good for 24th place on the all-time list. And thank you to J.J. Watt for giving us a distraction over the last few weeks of the season. Something to focus on other than just the dreck that they were putting uh, out listen, there. Listen, HBO should send him a dividend check. <laughs> they should. I mean, seriously, he say single-handedly single-handedly saved HBO's hard knocks in season. They should yeah. let him appear in next season's like White Lotus or something. Or just <laughs> he'll he'll something. be the Jennifer Coolidge. Right, yeah. just, back. A, just something that right. they'll... They, right, exactly. The, uh, they should design a project around him yes. as, as payback. I'd watch that. Uh, Denver. Bro- I'll never watch Hard Knocks again after yeah. this experience. Yeah, I will, I've it. come to that conclusion. It. The Denver Broncos requested and got permission to interview Sean Payton for their head coaching position. The interview cannot take place until at least January 17th, according to reports. Although Payton let it slip yesterday on television that he's already talked to the Broncos. Uh, Denver will also make Michigan head coach uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, meet with him for their job opening, and 
That will reportedly happen earlier this week. Peyton, of course, was away from coaching this past season after stepping away from the uh, Saints, and any team that hires him would owe the Saints trade compensation. It didn't even take until Black Monday for the uh, firings to start. Let the firings begin! Uh, The Texans did it again. They fired Lovey Smith after just one year on the job. Texans beat the Colts 32-31 on a 4th and 20 Hail Mary touchdown pass from Davis Mills to Jordan Aikens. Then they hooked up on a two-point conversion to win the game and squandered the top overall draft pick in the process. That was Lovey Smith giving two middle fingers yes, to the Texans yeah, on his way out. Oh, Nick yeah. Casario, yeah. this one's for yeah. you. This one's for you. The Bears will pick first, followed by the Texans, and the Cardinals have the third overall right. pick. Yeah. The playoff picture is set in the NFC. The Eagles, the number one seed, they'll have the weekend off. Super wild card weekend matchups. San Francisco against Seattle, who got in because wow. of uh, Detroit's win over Green Bay. Minnesota hosting the Giants and Tampa Bay taking on Dallas. And the AFC, the Chiefs on top. Uh, Buffalo will host Miami, Cincinnati facing Baltimore, and Jacksonville hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. College football playoff championship game tonight at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Top-seeded Georgia taking on third-seeded TCU for all the marbles. Bulldogs looking to become the first team to repeat as champions in the playoff format that started in 2014. Kickoff tonight at 5.30. Six straight losses now for the Suns. They fell to the Cavaliers, 112-98 at Footprint Center. They trailed by only one after three quarters, but Cleveland went on a run, and the Suns became allergic to putting the ball in the basket during a 27-6 stretch over the span of nine minutes and 21 seconds. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland had 22 each for the Cavs. Dwayne Washington Jr., 25 for the Suns. Brief stay at home. The struggling Suns hit the road once again. Four-game trip that starts tomorrow night in San Francisco against the Warriors. That trip will also take them to Denver, Minnesota, and Memphis. This yeah. is a bad year not to have any soft landing spots in the NBA. Yeah, this is uh, this is a very, very, uh, very, very, very alarming stretch of basketball, to say the least. Yep, Coyotes jumped out to a one nothing lead over the Penguins on Barrett Hayton's first period goal, but the final 40 minutes belonged to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jake Gensel scored two goals in the second. Penguins were on their way to a 4-1 win over the Coyotes at Mullet Arena. Fifth straight loss for Arizona. They've got their next two in Tempe, and then uh, the San Jose Sharks come to town tomorrow night, and then Ottawa on Thursday. The bright spot, the lone bright spot in Valley Sports right now, Bobby Hurley's ASU Sun Devils. They finished off the weekend sweep of the Washington Schools. 73-65 win over the Huskies at Desert Financial Arena. Devin Cambridge led the way with 18 points. Jemiah Neal, 14 off the bench for the Devils, who are off to a 4-1 start in Pac-12 play. Wasn't always pretty these last couple of games, but they got out of uh, both of them alive, mm-hmm. and they're in good good shape. Yep, Devils on the road this coming week. They visit the Oregon schools. Ducks in Eugene on Thursday, and Oregon State uh, in Corvallis on Saturday. There you go. There is your splash for Monday, January 9th, 2023. Coming up next, this season for the Arizona Cardinals leads the door open for sweeping changes. Will they actually happen? We'll get into the possibilities next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. No, let's be the best. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
you know, that, that's tonight is about these players and focusing on them and being around them one more time and, and tomorrow morning when we have our exit meetings and uh, those other things happen at a later date. Uh, so I, I haven't even got into that yet. It's Cliff Kingsbury talking with Paul Calvisi on the Cardinals radio network following a 38-13 loss to cap the season for the Cardinals at 4-13. and That game happened. It was a 25-point loss. It was a game that also featured all of the importance and all of the feel of the fourth preseason game from back in the day. So mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about a lot of details of that game yesterday outside of Big Red Reacts, which is coming up. This is about what happens now for the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury says, you know, don't know much about the future right now. He's been very consistent, at least with his words, through all of this, this swoon, which now sees the Cardinals going back to last year, 5-18 and 18 in their last 23 games. There is reportedly a meeting to happen today. I don't know if that's news. You would expect every team who's not in the playoffs head right. coach to meet with the owner right. and the leadership of the team. But you mentioned something, Beck, early on. How bold are the Cardinals going to be? Mm-hmm. This was, I, I want to curse for the first time in, in my radio career when I describe this season. It was a blank show. I won't do it. This whole season from top to bottom, from the start of training camp until today, has been an absolute yeah. abject failure. And it is ripe for big time changes. Do they do something bold? Bold would be firing Cliff Kingsbury, right? Yeah, I think I think that's part of it. I, it it depend to me. It depends exactly now uh, where you start and where you finish and how you look at all this. I, I I agree with everything that you laid out there. I think in a situation like this, when there's a, when there's been speculation about a number of different alternatives, a number of different potential outcomes, does he bring back Cliff with the new GM? Do they promote in house? Do they go big time? Do they pick up the phone and call Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh? Uh, the answer to the last questions are yes. If you're Michael Bidwell, you at the, at the very least you need to call Sean Payton and and if if necessary Jim Harbaugh and find out if you two maybe could be a fit. If you ask me what they should do, I, I'll, I'll tell you very simply this. I think the first component that they have to do is they need to make an external hire at general manager, and I emphasize external. I think you can get lost in the woods here. You Michael Bidwell can get lost in his comfort zone here, but I think you have to operate on a very basic premise, and that is the dysfunction, the embarrassment, uh, the dereliction, the scandal, all of it that is attached to this season demands that you are not promoting from within. There is nothing to promote from within. You need to establish a brand new culture. Now, so if if that's the case now, that starts with the GM from the outside. Mm-hmm. If you're going to bring in a GM from the outside, generally you would want that GM to have some info, input on the head coach that that you are going to select. Now, this might be a fluid situation here because if you're if I'm Michael Bidwill, the idea of getting Sean Payton is actually actually trumps the idea of getting a new GM. But if you're going to do this logistically in terms of 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 making everything. Thing, 
checking every box going forward at a very pivotal time in this organization's history, I think you've got to start with the GM piece, and it's got to be external. I don't think anybody local here is going to buy internal promotions. And if you start going down that path, if you start going down the path of least resistance, you start going down the path of easy, if you start pulling from the Bidwill family playbook, there's going to be a lot of unhappy Cardinal fans because because this, this does demand action. Bold maneuvers. Totally agree. And, and, and focusing on that word bold. For me, it's two levels of bold. I think, yes, if the Cardinals come to the conclusion today, Cliff's got to go. We're going to make a change of general manager. To me, that is a bold move. But on the backside of that, there's got to be a bold follow-up. And mm-hmm. that is exactly what you just pinpointed, Bick. That is absolute change from the top and nothing from within. And I feel horrible for Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, who are on the precipice of an opportunity here, but you can't reward that because this was not just about scandal. This was not just about injury or failures on the football field. This team had a roster construction problem. Both of those gentlemen were part of that roster construction. Without a doubt. I agree with you, but now let's flip the coin and ask the question. We we get on the air tomorrow morning at 6 Mm o'clock. Will the Cardinals have done anything? I don't think there's anything guaranteed right now. No, I don't think there's anything guaranteed, but I do think it's a huge moment for Michael Bidwell. We're going to get into this as the day goes on because um, this is really quite a – we talk about crossroads and and huge off-seasons. This is really – this really fits the bill on a lot of different levels because, as we said at the very beginning of the program, there's the – psychological well-being of the sports market and and we've come to believe over the last X amount of years that the Cardinals were out of the woods that they were not going to revert to being that team that hope forgot the team that many of us were traumatized having to cover traumatized having to quote unquote cheer for and if and if there are just if this is just more of the old traditional promote within and and not step outside your comfort zone then I think it's gonna it's it's gonna make clear to everybody why this sports town is so divided mm-hmm. and that there's so many mixed allegiances here because the, these are the moments in which our sports teams have far too often failed. Yes, I totally agree. So and, and so I, again, and, and it's like there's a lot of ways this could go. If Michael Bidwell picked up the phone and called Sean Payton and actually met with him and actually showed real interest and did the same with Jim Arbaugh and it wasn't a fit. And then he went out and hired a real general manager, and that real general manager said, you know what, let's evaluate Vance Joseph for a year. I I would feel differently about that if that was the process that led to a Vance Joseph as the new head coach of the Cardinals. But if it's just Michael Bidwell coming out today and unveiling Vance Joseph is my new head coach, Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson are my co-GMs, that to me is what everyone expects, and that to me would be disaster. I agree with part of what you just said. If that is the first step in all of this, where it just becomes, there's not even a coaching search, it's just an elevation of Vance Joseph, you're right. There would be a lot of upset people, and you want to talk about really lighting the fuse on fan apathy for 2023, that would be the way to go. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree. Like If they go through the processes, and they made the calls to Sean Payton, and they made the calls to Jim Harbaugh, and maybe some others to gauge interest in this job, and they decided none of those were a fit, and they still got to Vance Joseph... 
that's still internal promotion. I, and to me, I, that just doesn't I work. I don't. Sorry, listen. Vance, you're part of it too. Yeah, listen, and he is, and it, that that to me is uh, it, it's it. So my preference is is they've. My belief is uh, a full on. Industrial size house cleaning mm-hmm. is is necessary. It and it's evident. This is not this is not a <laughs> this is not some revolutionary opinion. It's evident to everybody. And so this is going to be one of those moments. There were there were any number of moments back in the day with Bill Bidwill when this football town would wring their hands and pull their hair out because he didn't care as much as we did. Yes. And and this is this is where Michael is going to be under the microscope today. And I'll say this too because I do want to be as fair as possible. The injuries that the Cardinals had this year, it was a remarkable number of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible to yeah, Howard elimin- Balls has made that very clear to everybody. But it's impossible to eliminate that from, from the whole mix. And if we weren't following up a year, Bick, where the Cardinals, after they got to 10-2, and two, absolutely fell apart with a 1-5 and five stretch, you might be saying, all right, Cliff Kingsbury, you get another year to prove yourself. This is way beyond injuries. This is way I, I, beyond I, but injuries. But I, I agree. Way because beyond of, And a lot of it has to do with those last six games, what we saw well, last year. And it's it's the lack of drafting over the X amount of years that yep. has provided no depth that has left the team very vulnerable for injuries. There's, totally there's a lot of that. stuff. So, yes, it's a factor. Yes. It's obviously a factor. But also you, have to, you have, have to factor this in, too. When a team and individuals on a team don't believe in what's happening, injuries tend to pile up. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. There's not really any push to get back on the field if you're, hey, I got to help my teammates. What are you getting healthy for? To come back and help these guys? Th- this team that's headed nowhere? That all ties into it. Uh, the countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun and Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th. And you could score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, You'll win tickets to the following events, the FanDuel Fan Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. Text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, last game of the year felt like a lot of the other games this year. A loss for the Cardinals in Santa Clara. We'll relive it through Big Red Reacts next here. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Akchin Community Studios. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Oh, one more to go. Here on Big Red Reacts, Cardinals in Santa Clara. They would get the first possession. You know, the first play from scrimmage every week has to be the wide receiver screen. And they did that again, Bick. Mm-hmm. The second With play the, from right. scrimmage. Fireworks early and rare for the Cardinals. Now they run it to Cooper. He's going to throw it back to Blau at his 10-yard line. Blau looking deep, airing it out. Near sideline, jump ball caught by A.J. Green at the 35. Turns left to the 30. He's inside the 20, inside the 10, and Green is into the end zone for a touchdown. A trick play by the Cardinals. A flea flicker. Farrow Cooper throwing it back to Blau. A jump ball to A.J. Green. And how about this? The Cardinals less than 
than a minute into the game, have the lead. The longest play from a scrimmage for the Cardinals this year by a whopping 30 yards. <laughs> the one play yeah. all year that gained more than 47 yards. In true Cardinal and, fashion, though, Matt Prater missed the extra point. Uh, the, 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 the play sounded better than it looked. Can I just say that? It yeah. was kind of a jump ball that A.J. Green went. He turned around. I don't know how he smoked two 49ers and, and got all the way to the end zone. That but was, it was really yeah. bad tackling. Yeah, it was. <laughs> But hey, hey, you give him an A for effort, yeah, man. There you go. Uh, six nothing at that point. San Francisco's first possession, they would unleash a healthy dose of uh, Christian McCaffrey, including on third and four from the Cardinals twenty-one. This time, McCaffrey as a receiver. Thirty straight drop back. And dumps it off to McCaffrey, right side, caught at the 20. Running right to the 10, cuts left to the 5. McCaffrey falls forward and spun close to the goal line and in for the touchdown. A little dump off by Purdy on third down. McCaffrey does the rest, and the Niners tie the game. Robbie Gold would add the extra point. 49ers had their first lead, 7-6. to six. Cardinals went 3-0 and out on their next possession. The uh, San Francisco 49ers would do the same, but in that possession on defense for the Cardinals, J.J. Watt playing in his final NFL game. He put his stamp on it early. 30 to throw on second and nine in trouble. Steps up, wrapped up, sacked, and guess who? There it is. In his final NFL game, J.J. Watt gets another one. 11 and a half sacks for the future Hall of Famer. Yeah, 49ers would end up punting. Cardinals took over at their uh, third 30-yard line with 7.31 to go in the quarter. Uh, Cardinals faced a fourth and one on that possession from their own 39-yard line. And as is at, he is apt to do, Cliff Kingsbury went for it. Different-looking fourth down play, though. Quarterback under center and an attempt at a sneak? Huh? Five and a half to go in the first quarter, and they get right to the line. They're going to put Blau under center. Can run the quarterback sneak with him. They do up the middle, and boy, I don't know if he got it or not. If he did, he barely got it. Rolling in the field as he's short. See if uh, Cliff challenges it, but again, it's going to be really hard when he can't see the ball. San Francisco takes over at the Arizona 40-yard line. Wow. It's amazing to me, Bick, when you see teams do quarterback sneaks and like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how easy they make it look with Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, but Mm -hmm. that's what it looks like when you have a team trying a quarterback sneak that never tries them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the way it looks. Turnover on downs. Uh, We'd fast forward the action into the second quarter after a uh, San Francisco punt. Cardinals took over first and 10 at their own 13-yard line, and David Blau and his uh, receiver, Hollywood Brown, not on the same page. Back to throw goes Blau and floats it downfield. Far side was picked off at the 30-yard line. Return to the 20 and brought down at the 19 to Sean Gibson. Got the interception as Blau tried to float that downfield to his left. Gibson read it, went over there and made the pick. Yeah, that would uh, lead to a short field for the 49ers three plays later. First and goal on the five. Purdy out of shotgun. McCaffrey in motion in front of him, and they run it to the left side. And into the end zone is Mitchell for a touchdown. Little eye candy with Christian McCaffrey coming underneath the quarterback in motion, and they just handed it off to Elijah Mitchell. Five-yard touchdown run, 13-6 San Francisco. Extra point by Gold would make it 14-6. Cardinals responded, though, with actually one of their more uh, impressive drives of the year. 12 plays, 75 yards. They convert. They overcame a penalty. Uh, they converted... Uh, I'm sorry, the, the penalty was on San Francisco, but they uh, had third and 14. They converted. They converted a third and 11, and it led to uh, this. Snap to Blau. Give to Clement, running straight ahead. Clement is in. Touchdown, Cardinals. Boy, the offensive line coming off the ball on that drive. 
And the Cardinals within two. They're going to go for just the extra point here to make it a one-point game. Yep, extra point would make it 14-13 San Francisco. Uh, the 49ers, however, were not done. They took over with four minutes and 41 seconds left at their own 34-yard line, drove down the field, and Brock Purdy finding one of the best tight ends in football who's absolutely killed the Cardinals this year, George Kittle. Shotgun snap, Purdy's going to throw. Steps up, throws left side, back of the end zone. Oh, what a catch by Kittle. Got both feet down for the touchdown. Just a gorgeous grab with Isaiah Simmons in coverage. And the Niners get a big score with 19 seconds to go in the half. Yeah, Cardinals give up points before the half. 21-13 at the break into the third quarter. 49ers would get the first possession. Despite another sack from J.J. Watt, they would drive right down the field. And uh, Elijah Mitchell doing his thing again. Snap to Purdy, handoff left side and into the end zone. For the touchdown is Mitchell. That's his second touchdown of the day. And the Niners increase their lead to 14. Yeah, the extra point would make it 28-13, a 15-point lead. Cardinals would get the ball back at their own 15-yard line, facing a third and 10 from that very line of scrimmage. Another uh, bad-looking play on the offense. Back to pass. Blau backpedaling, throws a deep ball far side. It's overthrown and juggled and picked off at the 45-yard line. It's Gibson again, his second interception, running it back to the 40 of Arizona and tackled at the 35-yard line. Second pick for Gibson. That would lead to a Robbie Gold field goal, 31-13 at that point. Cardinals' next possession, another turnover. Blau was strip-sacked by Jordan Willis. It was recovered by San Francisco. Blau, apparently a head injury on that play. That would end his day. Uh, That would lead to another touchdown from Purdy to that guy, George Kittle, again. Under center is Purdy. High formation behind him on third and goal from the one. Purdy takes, and it's a pass play. Setting up, throws right side in the end zone, and going up to make the catch is Kittle for his second touchdown of the game, and Brock Purdy's third touchdown pass. Yeah, and into the fourth quarter, 38-13 at that point. The fourth quarter was uh, pretty much just stat padding, including uh, for George Odom, who had a uh, interception of Trace McSorley, who spelled David Blau. Those three interceptions by Blau and McSorley, yeah. maybe you don't expect anything different, um, but all three of them were two veteran wide receivers, two to Brown, oh, one to Green. Yeah. Hollywood plays, Brown, thanks for the effort yesterday, bud. Yeah, those well plays, by the way. Thanks for showing up. Quarterback and receiver, not a, only not on the same page, not even in the same line. Library on those three plays. Yeah. Uh, but it all sounded like this. At the the end. Cardinals take a knee. The game is over. The season is over. A year that began with disappointment in terms of injuries and in camp and some distractions off the field. Those themes continued throughout the year distractions and injuries. And it ends. Here in Santa Clara, finally, 38-13, the final. The Cardinals finish 4-13. How fitting was that for an end, though? A team that's down by 25 points with the ball takes a knee to end the season. <laughs> you don't see that very often. Yeah, right. Uh, but that's the way it sounded. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley on the calls on the uh, Cardinals radio network. Big Red reacts every Big Red Monday. Coming up next, there was other football. A lot of important football around the league. Yesterday, our playoff field is set. We'll get into some of the highlights of Week 18 next. Strictly a Murata Mornings, live on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. Third and goal for the Lions from the six-inch line. Goff out of the gun. Hands to Jamal. This time he's in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. They are back on top. Second of the night for Jamal Williams. 17th of the year, breaking Barry Sanders' all-time franchise record for rushing touchdowns in a single season. Two of the big plays from the uh, weekend, week 18. The first one from Buffalo, Naheem Hines. Opening kickoff, 96 yards. First Bills play. Unbelievable. Following the cancellation of the Monday night game against Cincinnati for the DeMar Hamlin injury and what a scary scene that was. Uh, but what a, a storybook is the way it was described on CBS by Jim Nance and, and Tony Romo. Um, and it's true. And Naheem Hines wasn't done. He had another kickoff return for a touchdown. The Bills showing fortitude in that win. And can I just give a slow clap to the Detroit Lions, by the way? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, upset I know. that the They're Lions. One of my favorite stories of the weekend. I'm you upset me? that the Lions' win led to Seattle making the playoffs. Seattle got a ton of help officiating wise in that in that game with the Rams. By the way, so I'm not very pleased with that. But the Lions had nothing to play for but their own respect, mm-hmm. and they go to Lambeau. And they backed up what they talked about going into that game, and that was shutting up Aaron Rodgers, demanding respect from Aaron Rodgers, and they got it. Now the Packers are going home. Life uh, is, as we all know, life is all about perspective, and you would have a hard time finding a happier football city this morning than Detroit, Michigan, even though their football team is not going to the playoffs. It was that kind of prideful display last night when uh, when Green Bay went ahead in that game late in the third quarter. You thought, okay, this is going to be kind of it. Lions stayed in it, won it. Aaron Rodgers was angry. It was it was a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal thing to behold. Like you said, it was it it, it kind of sucks that Seattle was able to kind of back into the playoffs because of that. But that was a cool thing to watch to see the Lions finish off the season with a winning record. Yeah. Jared Goff, I heard a stat about him this morning, blew my mind. Jared Goff in his last nine games has fifteen touchdown passes and zero interceptions. Shut up, Jared. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> You're Jared Goof. He's Jared Goff. We've already established yeah, that. He hasn't thrown an interception since November 6th. Wow. Yeah. And they so. swept Green yeah, Bay this so year, listen, by the way. The, so the Dan Campbell thing is right. Right. Yeah. So the Dan Campbell thing is super cool. And you know what? There's a lot of people who are getting a little enjoyment out of Aaron Rodgers being denied from the post. Yeah. Oh, oh, what a what loser. After that Come Jamal on. Williams touchdown, by the way, he's got a chance to bring his team back. He throws the pick. I know. I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's just great. And, so, and by the way, the Packers... For as lousy as they were for most of the year, and credit to them for making it interesting at the end of the season, but for that four-game winning streak, they were feeling themselves a whole lot. Like, oh, we're back. Oh, yeah, yeah. they were. So I'm not sure. You weren't here, but we played some cuts from Aaron Rodgers. Like, what are you all going to say now? All yes. the media people that said we were done, huh? Yes. What are you going to say now? You're done. Yeah. Uh, and after the game last night, did you see this? Jamison Williams from the Lions approaches Aaron Rodgers. Wanting a jersey uh, swap. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers says, no, i got to hold on to this one. So that's led to all Ooh. kinds of speculation. Rodgers was asked about it after the game. I think I might have told him I'd give him a jersey uh, when we played in Detroit. So I'll perhaps send him a jersey. But there's just some special ones. Um, 
that I like to keep. Uh, and so it was nothing against Jameson. I'll, I'll make sure I send him send him one. But uh, yeah, I got. Oops. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, why is that one special? After a season-ending loss in a year where you're not going to the playoffs, was that his last game in the NFL? Was it his last game as a Green Bay Packer? Those things are certain. And with Aaron Rodgers, you never know because you know everything's a beautiful mystery with that man. So I think we can that speculate. Um, yeah, I think that one of the big winners out of this game, out of that game last night from the Lions, would be San Francisco 49er fans. I mean, to me, I think perceptually there's a big difference between hosting the Seahawks and Geno Smith and hosting Aaron Rodgers in a first-round playoff game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though the Packers lost and didn't get in and didn't look all that good last night, it's the Aaron Rodgers factor. So, yeah, you know, props to Dan Campbell, props to the Detroit Lions for ending their season on such a high note. That's a that's like I said, I I bet you they're pretty happy with what their future looks like in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You pointed out with Brian Dable and uh the Giants. Campbell's the same with Detroit. How mm-hmm. a new coach can bring new energy. Doug Peterson new hope. and Jackson. Yeah, another same one. Thing. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. And by the way, it wasn't just that they won. It was some of the ingredients of that win. I mean, just the gutsy play calls. I mean, the hook and ladder play. I mean, they they, they pulled out all the stops. They did exactly what they needed to. Mm-hmm. And again, with nothing to play for other than their own satisfaction and mm-hmm. the, uh, their own. Uh, and eliminating Aaron Rodgers. And elimin- that, that's, yeah. yeah. You don't think they're not going to. They're going to be feasting on that for about two weeks. In Michigan, you know, so, five first-year head coaches made the playoffs this year. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. New York, Minnesota, Tampa, Miami. Mm-hmm. Talk about backing into this. So, yeah. So, yeah. to me, I don't know about you, but um, I, I, I'm all I'm down with San Francisco, even though I, I'm loath to admit it. I just I love the way they play football. Or Minnesota in the NFC. Those are the two teams I'm going to be cheering for. And then I got to go Minnesota. I then say. I got Then I got to go Buffalo or the Chargers in the AFC. I mean, Buffalo is going to be America's sweetheart in this whole oh, thing. No, but kidding. guess what? The Chargers and Brandon Staley seem to, you know, by clinching the playoff berth. Seemed to quiet the noise because mid-season, Bick, there was a lot of people saying, hey, that Chargers job could open up. How attractive will that be? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of talent. They got a great young quarterback. At least some people think he's great, right, Jared? Um, but there is now speculation again because Brandon Staley with the Chargers locked into the five seed in the AFC played starters and Mike Williams got hurt. Mm-hmm. And he's answering questions. Hey, we, we don't have that many players, which we've heard coaches say before, mm-hmm. but other coaches have been able to manage and sit their players and get through a week where there yeah. really was nothing so, to play for. So what you're saying is if the if the Chargers go and flame out in Jacksonville, uh, would they would they trade out for Sean Payton? I'm sure they would. Yeah. I would if I had the opportunity. Here's uh, an interesting tidbit from the weekend, too. There's two games on Saturday three on Sunday and they're continuing the trend that they started last year with the Monday night playoff game which I I can't stand but Mm -hmm. whatever they created another window I get Mm -hmm. it the Saturday games Seattle and San Francisco the early game on Fox and the late game is Jacksonville and the Chargers in prime time on NBC does that make sense to you that's an East Coast game as opposed to a West Coast game 
And uh, Jacksonville's in it. I'll watch them all. It doesn't I, matter. I, I guess it, yeah, you're probably right. It, they're, they're immune to it because it is the playoffs. It's the playoffs, yeah. The Sunday game. They got my, me regardless. <laughs> Miami at Buffalo, Giants at Minnesota, Baltimore at Cincinnati, and then the Monday night game. I think it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers with a home game and a losing record hosting That's the Dallas the Cowboys, yeah. who put forth the most putrid effort of the weekend oh, yeah, yesterday in losing yeah, to did. Washington. Uh, it, yeah, on top of that, too, this is uh, it's the matchup perfect for me because it means somebody has to lose. Either the Cowboys, <laughs> right? Either the Cowboys or Tom Brady are being eliminated that game. That is very it's a good true. good day for Tampa. Yeah, it is. That is very it is. true. It is. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, the sun struggles continue last night in Cleveland. Six straight in the lost column. I'll give you my view of the game. And more Suns Talk next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.